the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308. 308- 8867. That's 308 8867. Or toll free at 866 308 8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Uh, good afternoon. Good, uh, what is uh, if Is this Halloween Eve? Halloween <laughs> Day? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's close. Welcome, welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Milton Blake along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, and uh, it's a beautiful day here. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center is here with their blood drive that's going on today. We've got roasted corn. Calvin, I know you, you, you took took a, an ear of corn for the team. How was it? Well, I'm not sure. It took me about a minute and a half to eat the whole thing. <laughs> no, it was outstanding. So apparently Very it's good. pretty good, yeah. And yeah. it's uh, we pay $3 per... Corn and it goes to uh, who? Yep. Cancer Society. American Cancer Society. Yep. So, uh, yeah. so if I buy you an ear, will you eat it, Milton? Nah, Come I'm, on, I'm not man. supposed to eat my, my diet. I'm not supposed to eat corn. We won't tell you. It doesn't, tell. That doesn't matter. I'm cheating. Tell anybody. I'm cheating myself. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You've okay. done that before, Matthew. Yes, I have. That's why. That's why I'm in the shape I'm in. <laughs> All right, but it is. Uh, it, it, I'm sure it's really good. It's good when they roast it. It brings out the sugars, I think. Yeah, and uh, I'll offer if anybody uh, diabetics come up and want to hear corn, I've got my insulin with me. So when you get low and pass out, I'll come out there and give you some insulin. How much you got? I got is a it, whole pen full. Is that how many? Does that how many people does that help? About uh, four or five. Oh, okay. Well. And I'd be glad to give you a shot. No, that's okay. That's not the issue. So, <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. The Halloween contest is going on over here. Lots of people enjoying popcorn, too. Yeah, that was very good popcorn. Yeah. Nice and fresh and tasty. Yeah, just, just the right amount of salt. Wow. Looks like they got a few more cyclamen. Yeah. And yeah, the, they got a bunch of cyclamen. And the cyclamen all looks good, too. Yeah. I mean, they're... Yeah, Have you some, sometimes when the season pa- uh, passes, it's uh, not as exciting as it was a month ago. But this this <laughs> looks great. Oh, look, look at that red and the, uh, and the white; those two together. And then, of course, I like my favorite purple in there. Mm-hmm. And but, I know nobody cares, but they're on sale. Mm-hmm. Can you believe that? They they go on sale before Calvin got in. I know. Yeah. That, that's just not right. I tried to tell Trace that that's breaking up. Trace is a trailblazer. Family you know? tradition. 
I'd say he doesn't believe in tradition. He believes in doing what's right for the customer <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> the cyclone was on sale, four-inch pot regularly, six ninety-nine. right at $7. Yeah, almost, on sale, but not quite. On sale for 5 for 30 Which is, do, do the math, thank piece. you. Okay. So that's a dollar savings. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, an interesting thing that I noticed when I w- walked in today that I didn't know they sold deer antlers. At the at the very front on the left is there's a, uh, there's a table of them, and I think they're white tails. Or are they? Yeah. Uh, well, I guess so. Uh, six for seventy dollars. Uh, no, it might be. It was six for sixty dollars. Huh. I think. No, it, it was seventy dollars a piece. The other thing, right behind you, are those uh, corn stalks. Yeah. And when <laughs> Trace was talking about those, I was thinking in terms of uh, the corn stalks that I used to have in my home garden. You know, they're about six feet tall. Mm. These things are <laughs> are uh, nine feet tall, <laughs> and they're very. Thin. Really makes a uh, uh, showy uh, display, and uh, well, you uh, relate it to Halloween for sure. <laughs> along with uh, it's right there with all the pumpkins. Yeah, but get back to those uh, deer antlers. Uh, when I was doing Versus Farms, and I worked with Versus for many many years. They've got their they're big deer hunters, and they've got their barn. Uh, beams loaded with deer antlers, you know, that, uh, that they've killed through the years. And so I said, I, I want to do a little funny thing with uh, deer antlers, put it on my fertilizer spreader to show people that uh, when deer season opens, it's time to fertilize. It's, you get to oh, fertilize you know your lawn. Okay. And I had Jeremy as a little boy pushing the fertilizer spreader. And so I go out to Versus to borrow or to get one of their hundreds of deer antlers hanging in the barn. So I went and asked him, which was my first mistake. But uh, I asked him, could I, could I have one of those, a pair of those antlers? And they said, hell no. We're not giving you a pair of those antlers. No, how? Okay. I couldn't figure it out. He got hundreds of them with that. You know what they say? What? Somebody may realize where they came from and think that we uh, killed small deer out here. In other words, they didn't want to be embarrassed by showing their small antlers on television. Oh. Oh, dear. So I do. I should have stole them. That's what I should have done. Oh. <laughs> I hope you're telling the story doesn't embarrass them. <laughs> well, uh, they deserve to be. I mean, oh. be in that. But these, yeah, eight pound, eight pointers that they've okay. got for sale out here. So yeah. if you want to impress people by thinking you're you're a deer hunter, yeah, you uh, that you, you kill more, one in the, the local points, neighborhood. The <laughs> Come over here, buy some antlers, oh, and okay. put them up on the wall. Night, nice. but anyway, the ringmaster oh, is here. Oh Lord! 
When uh, did you start selling deer antlers, huh? Uh, he is all excited about uh, these. Uh, Friday. Right. Oh, Thursday, excuse me. Somebody brought a, brought deer antlers in, huh? That's interesting. He is very excited. Right <laughs> They're nice-looking antlers. He doesn't even want to talk about they spinach are, anymore or broccoli. They are, they are great antlers. So, uh, <laughs> it's got the, the skull, the antlers. They're already cleaned. Yeah, they're pretty. And reasonably priced. You know, you that set anywhere else probably be over a hundred bucks. Oh yeah. Let's see. Did I get it right? Six for sixty dollars or six for seventy dollars? Neither. Where are you getting this from? They're seventy dollars each. If they buy two or more, they're sixty dollars each. I believe. Okay, that's right. where I got. Yeah, sixty dollars. Yeah, not six. Not six for. Close. <laughs> the bullets would have cost close. more than that. It's only. Five or six hundred dollars. Uh, <laughs> anyway, well, uh, Trace, we're having some fun here today. Me too. Yeah, Calvin took a, a an ear of corn for the team. Said it's very good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jerry's going to have three or four ears and just keep shooting himself up with insulin. <laughs> there you go. Um, at some point today. And but, if you want one, Trace, I'll give you. I'll I, give you a shot. I, I can't have it. No. Nah. You can if you take the shot. You're not married to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. She'll never know, Trace. Oh, yes, she will. Trace will know. So last night. There you go, Calvin. Last night when uh, we were sitting there watching a movie, uh, apparently Amazon showed up, and she said, oh, I got you a gift. Uh-oh. So it's, a, it's one of those little blood machines that checks oh, your right. glucose and your ketonins. Oh. oh so yeah, do you have any results from your diet yet, or you don't want to talk about it on the air? Uh, well, I fit much better into this coat. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good sign. It was a little tight last time I wore it, and it's uh, it's almost a little good, loose. Good deal. If you're interested in Trace's diet, he's putting out a new book. It'll be available here at Mill Burgers. <laughs> you can buy two of them for $30, or they're uh, sixteen ninety nine each. And there's only three words in that book. <laughs> Eat. Ask my wife. <laughs> that's all you need. That, that's there all I do. Can I, ha- can I have this? No. Can I have this? And can I have that? I don't know if she loves you or not. Don't you have an but, Don't you have an app on your phone too that you can scan barcodes and? Oh, probably. But I can read the label too. Oh, okay, that's true. That's true. The all thing right. The thing that gets me is like steak sauce. You know, it has sugar in it. Right. So if it has sugar, like two grams of carbs in it. Per serving size. Well, my serving size and their serving size are are not the same. No. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who made up those serving sizes. No, they finally got angry at uh, candy manufacturers because they were, and same with chips, because they were doing like, there were three servings per bag of chips. And it's like, uh, no. 99% of the world eats the whole bag. There you go. So uh, anyway, well, Trace, what else is going on? We talked about the blood drive, too, but you please talk about that. The blood drive. uh, Got two two buses out there. Oh, good. I bet you there's time. You can probably even sign up on their, their website, maybe still come out. Oh, I bet you can. Can uh, can take, we can take your blood. Is it only uh, by appointment only? Uh, that's a good question. And I think I th- it's. I think that's that's how they determine how many buses they're going to. Yeah, buy. and I think we had last time uh, when we were deeper in COVID, it was appointment only. I think now it's appointment and appointment preferred. But yeah, you can. I think you can still walk up and donate. And I don't start, think they're turning away anybody. We started the train a little early today. 
And uh, it's true. It's been running. We, we might stop it, too. We might keep on going if we still oh, got good. a crowd. So, okay. Uh, well, the kids are sure enjoying it. They, they are. Yeah. A lot of them. A lot of so them that's here, So train's 12 and under, and it's free. And uh, the, li- the little, I don't see as many little pumpkins are there. Are they're, they? Oh, they're gone. Huh? There's no little pumpkins. They're here? No, they're gone. Oh, okay. That's why I can see them, I guess. Yeah. But lots of medium size and uh, large pumpkins. So we're, we're doing roasted corn. Mm-hmm. Three dollars. Yeah. You get a corn, you get a bottle of water, and you help out the American Cancer Society. Yeah, when the Cancer Society does some great stuff. And, and full disclosure, I used to work for the Cancer Society, so I know some of the stuff they did, but that's going back a number of years, and it was amazing. Uh, the programs. I'm, I'm sure they can stretch a dollar pretty good too. And actually, they do. They're very efficient with donations, um, and there are some great programs that help out people, especially uh, in, a, in a state like Texas, where there are rural, where the cancer centers are in the, the heart of the city. But there are are people uh, that have cancer in rural areas. There are all kinds of different programs. So yeah, there's some great educational programs and as well. So yeah, it's a good cause. So let's see. Okay, we got uh, that. That's the roasted corn. We got the blood drive. Do you want to tell people about the contest? You, know, you do have the mic, so if you want to say you want to bias this at all, I don't know if your employees will be happy with that. But. Well, they won't. They won't hear. So, uh, employee costume contest. You can vote as many times as you'd like in person, and you can vote especially as many times as you want for number thirteen. Uh huh. Now, what that does is an employee. <laughs> Who's in first place will get a gift card. For, well, actually, it's first, second, and third. We do have a participation award for the employees as well. But the customers can win, too, or mm-hmm. a customer can win, too. So when it's all said and done, we'll pull one name out of the hat, and that customer is going to get a $100 uh, in-store gift certificate. Yeah, so uh, lots of fun. How do they vote? At the so there's a table right by the, yeah. the main entrance oh, of the okay. building over there. It's right got a box, the and they fill out the little form, write down their favorite costume, number 13, number 13. And, uh, <laughs> Subliminal, huh? And then they uh, stick it in the box. Okay. And then tonight we'll pull all those out, and we'll do tomorrow. And uh, so there'll be some people that are dressed up today and not tomorrow. And vice versa, and they all still have an equal chance to win, uh, although tomorrow is two shorter hours. Your employees do a really good job of uh, their so, yeah, costumes. They did, a, they did a nice job. Yeah. Uh, I, I was impressed with the Joker this morning, although yeah. she, got, she got a little stiff, and so she took off her face. Oh. Uh, oh, no. That was the joke. Oh, uh, sorry. But, yeah. but uh, that one was, was really, really good this morning. Yeah, a little late, but still yeah, still uh, relevant. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, just, Star Trek guy, yeah. Spock. Yeah, he did a good job. He's here. He did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, we had two employees, one that dressed like me. Oh, really? And one that dressed like Peter. <laughs> Are they still here? You oh, yeah, they're, they're still here. All right, we'll have to see them. I, I, sent, the, I sent them to the Facebook people and the, uh, I can't remember if I sent them to the web guy, but... Uh, Anyway, so they'll, they'll be out there. Okay. Do you think we'll recognize them? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm going to look just like this. <laughs> Did you recognize yourself? Uh, yes. Okay. No, I mean, uh, Although I didn't recognize Peter right off the bat. Yeah. 
Well, I saw Peter. He didn't look any different than we than normally well, does. No, <laughs> he, well, he's not dressed up, but there's somebody that's dressed yeah, up to that's mimic good. him. Okay. <laughs> I, I looked at my uh, uh, ad on uh, on the website, mm-hmm. and it says about the blood center by appointment only. In oh, okay. I didn't see that. Well, oh, well. I I really. Well, they're still here a while. You could probably get an appointment. Yeah, you there. could probably make an appointment. Drive on down. They're more. They're most interested in getting the donations. Yep. So they know you have it in you. That. Uh, <laughs> there you go, Al. You got to work with them here. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. It's not a waste of time just to come to Milberger's and see if you can give blood, but also to look at all the things we've talked yeah. about today. And those cyclamen. Do we have any? Yeah, man. Did you get a few few more in? Yeah. Every every weekend that we come, there's like a whole other row of cyclamen, if not two. So yeah, we are cyclamen central. And great looking. You must have Scott stock. I do. Oh, the stock is in. Did you get any yet? Uh, Calvin was in earlier this week. I can't remember. Oh, he didn't take any chances. Yeah, they're on sale too. Quart pot. Ooh, they're in big pots. And they are the ones that have fragrance, so some stock doesn't, but mm. this one does. Well, now, you got to be careful with these guys. They can't smell anything. Oh, you can smell it in the... Even, <laughs> even Calvin could yeah. smell the stock. Even stocks. Calvin could? <laughs> in stocks, you can. Stocks and alyssum and sweet peas. You, you just can't, I, I you know, just can't smell the white trouble. cyclamen, which I don't quite understand. <laughs> no, and... And I can't, I can't smell the... Uh, there was Belinda's Dream uh, issues, too. Belinda's Dream, yeah. Any, any, any can you advertise? smell the popcorn? Yeah. Yes, I definitely smelled the popcorn he when found I came it out very of quickly. the car way down at the other end down there. <laughs> Quart Did, pot, regularly five ninety nine. I think they burned a batch just for you, so you get the fragrance across <laughs> oh, the store. Oh, no, the, pop, the popcorn was actually good for some Sale for about twenty dollars so these are good-sized pots. So, yeah, uh, yeah, quartz. And That's big. Three, three colors, and I, I think they're all doubles, and they all yeah, have the yeah, they, they all are. have the fragrance. What? They're all doubles. At least, uh, yeah, double like two pounds. They look double. <laughs> now that it, it, oh, okay. those quart pots, if you if you use stocks for smaller containers, the quart the quart uh, containers are not as convenient to plant them, but you get two plants, so yeah, so you can uh, really cover a lot of uh, cut flower ground with these too. Yeah, I remember taking my wife some cut flowers of stock one winter, and it, it almost uh, she, she was running a veterinarian hospital at the time, <laughs> and, and it almost covered the entire smell of the wow the, the whole building. Huh? That's pretty good. And you know what some of those places smell like. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's understandable because they are veterinarians and stuff. Yeah, but go. yeah, they don't always smell so good. I'm not I'm not sure which I like best: sweet peas or stocks. Both of them are pretty outstanding. You like uh, or do you like alyssum better than those? Oh, uh, I think alyssum is a little. Uh, I think stocks have the stronger yeah uh, fragrance. I know when, uh, when I peas, tr- tr- came during nice. yeah, I came during the the week to see when the stocks came here. We, we did get alyssum in. Them we hadn't had thirty feet too. away. Yeah, we got alyssum in. Yes, we got alyssum in. Okay. 
Oh. Thank, thank you for paying attention, Milton. What's that? Thank you for paying attention. Uh huh. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I get the big bucks. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're going to take this opportunity to take a quick break, but give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. After our conversation last week and my butchering of the scorpion issue, I asked Warren to call us. So hopefully we'll uh, reach out to Warren and uh, see if uh, we can get to. Find out more about scorpions. Yeah, that'll be interesting because that's a, that's a, a complex. Topic. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah, complex issue. All right. Back in a moment on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Looking in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster man. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden in South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Let's talk to you about Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Uh, the number to call, 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Six five six thirty seven twenty one. The reason to call is quite simple. If it's bugging you, then uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you, like they've been helping people since nineteen seventy six. And they, uh, um, I'm hoping we get them on the line to talk about scorpions. But my main point about all that is, you know, nineteen seventy six was a few years ago, <laughs> uh, but they're still getting trained on new techniques and new ways to uh, to help homeowners with insect problems, and uh, so. Uh, that's the thing that's, that sets them apart. They, uh, they, they're up to date on their learning and uh, what's bothering people, things that are coming to town, uh, things that people are noticing. Uh, and that's why other, even other pest control companies uh, go to Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control when they need uh, advice on a situation. Warren is, is the man here in San Antonio. It's Warren Remy of Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Um, and uh, you give them a call, and you'll be very happy with the service. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Or GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Does Warren ever mention that I got him started? No, he never mentions that. control business. I know he doesn't. How'd you do that? I came in 74. And then people were trying to get rid of you two years later? <laughs> That's mm-hmm. probably so. Yeah. And I just inspired him. Is that right? Uh, and uh, so he said, well, I'm going to do pest control just like he's doing horticulture. It's, who knew that? Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get Warren he's on the He's probably line. forgotten it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's convenient. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. I- <laughs> 210-308-8867. 210 308 I uh, saw something in, uh, as I was glancing over the articles in the paper today. Of course, Calvin got some wonderful articles about shade trees and mentions all the good shade trees for this era in today's paper on page E3 with a great big uh, colorful picture of a uh, live oak in the middle of a in the, in the middle of a field. No, it's nice I with sunset. I, I, I think I know where that was. Ah. It's down toward Poteet. 
Okay. Out in that sand. That's a beautiful picture. One, one left. They left one in the middle of the thing. Oh, okay. I, I've seen that all. Notice they got the moon in the background. Yeah, and the nice uh, <laughs> sunset. The science sunset. Or sunrise. Yeah. Well, but anyway, I was looking over Neil's, and I saw an article that uh, reminded me so much of Calvin. So it says, uh, he got a question, and I'm fed up with St. Augustine and all of its problems, plus the water it consumes. I'd like to switch to a native grass. What can you tell me about buffalo grass? You know, Mm. Calvin was an originator, and they introduced buffalo grass in this ceremony. I just took the uh, (laughs) buffalo grass that the Extension Service has promoted said it was wonderful and go ahead here try this <laughs> and then i tried it and i said well this is not working out the way that you said it what am i doing wrong and then jerry <laughs> intervened and said that's because the stuff is no good <laughs> and then he got in trouble <laughs> no i didn't uh, say it was no good i said it's hard to make chicken salad out of chicken manure. manure. And apparently the chicken people didn't like that. <laughs> but anyway, this we, were, we were okay as long as we reported on the results of yeah. our Rather than, yeah. Our I t- did. Testing. I just put that one sentence in. Yeah. That's all it takes is one sentence. <laughs> one sentence. And then the Neil answered. My dad was a range ecologist for Texas A&M for more than 25 years. As a kid, I noticed native grass growing in roadside ditches that no other grasses or weeds were invading. See? As a, as a child, he noticed this. And this mm-hmm. is where a lot of people He told me that it was buffalo grass, and I shared the same interest you have to get the person that planted it. Then in the early 1990s, several hybrid uh, buffalo grass varieties came into the market with a great deal of fanfare. That was, uh, what was the name of those? Uh, anyway, they were buffalo grass. And they were claiming they were shade tolerant and etc., etc. I can't remember what the, the, name, the <laughs> selection name was. It'll, it'll come to me about halfway through the yeah. show. They were planted in some very prestigious places, and one not-so-special location at our house, at Neil's house. What we, what we all found out in horror was that it was impossible to keep native Bermuda grass out of the buffalo grass. Hmm. Native Bermuda grass? That, well, yeah, just Bermuda grass. Naturalized Bermuda grass. <laughs> Naturalized. If there was any Bermuda nearby, with a couple of years of a buffalo grass, was completely crowded out by the buffalo, by the Bermuda grass. And this is exactly the same thing that happened to Bill Welch when he was bragging on his buffalo grass hmm. that Greg Grant identified as Bermuda grass. So he was bragging on Bermuda grass. So that's what I tell I tell people: if you plant buffalo grass, and Bermuda gets in there, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's a good thing. 
by 1995, I'd quit recommending it for all the most special of said, but all, but most of all, all the special But all but most. Yeah, there you go. I'd suggest you go directly to native Bermuda, otherwise sold as common Bermuda. It has features you're seeking, even though it's only a naturalized citizen of Texas. There you go. And I, when Forrest Appleton had it out as a Joan Mossberger demonstration plots, uh, same thing happened out there. And Forrest was very concerned because he wanted the pure, pure species in there. And I said, he said, what do I do? I said, leave it alone if you want it to look nice. Well, Man. Take off the buffalo grass. He's got a vendetta against <laughs> buffalo grass. <laughs> anyway, thank you, Neil, for summing that up. And I can't believe Calvin introduced that to the San John Market. I can remember Calvin coming to me saying, Jerry, I want to introduce I want to be the one to introduce this to the mark. The memories of the host are purely their own. It may not be <laughs> And what did events. I say, Captain Milton? Have at it, Kevin. This uh, is all yours. Can uh, you imagine Jerry ever uh, saying that? No. <laughs> yeah. I remember it just like it was 40 years ago. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> all right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. Now, uh, I got a fussy cap. Oh, no. Oh, again. I'll wait till next week, though, to really, next weekend, to really get into it. He wrote a wonderful article on all the trees. Live, live oak, red oak. Mexican white oak, cedar elm, bur oak, uh, chinkapin, anaqua, in which he says <laughs> that uh, I do I do with my colleague Jerry Barsons. You know that he does not have the same regard regard for anaqua as I do. That's true. But then he gets to the next. The last paragraph. Next week, I will discuss why pecans, Chinese pistachio. Let me repeat that. Chinese pistachio. Chinese tallow, Arizona ash, China berry, mulberry, and hackberries are usually not recommended for shade trees in the San Antonio area. Okay. Now, he's going to make Dr. Neil Sperry angry. Oh, well. Going to make Steve George angry again. He doesn't care. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I, I can hardly wait to see that. And I, gosh, I hope you don't uh, get mad, Jerry, because I quoted you as saying, wait a minute. saying oh. Chinese pistache is uh, invasive. Uh-oh. It's true. I like Chinese pistachios. Yeah, oh, listen to this. Yeah. Trying to turn the tables up. Did you have a question, and can we ask it on the air? Sure, that's fine. All right. All right. Go ahead and just start talking. Okay, so at the freeze in February, I had a lemon tree that really kind of got blown up, right? And now it's... it. Back the, the limbs and stuff were, were all dead, but now it's trying to grow up from the roots, and it looks like that. See yeah. how it looks more like a bush? Should I be trimming that back? No. 
Just let that grow and kind of come out there. What's yeah. it, has it got thorns on it? Uh, it did, it. That's but it doesn't yet. They haven't started, I guess, maturing enough to get thorns. And it's not No, well, we're t- <laughs> trying to figure out if the... This doesn't have thorns on it, which is a good is a good sign. Yeah. Because a lot of times when the rootstock lives through the freeze and comes back, it'll have thorns that long. Now, the limbs that I cut off, because it was a much bigger bush, it kind of took up that whole area in the picture. Yeah. I cut all of that off because it wasn't growing back green. And so I cut it all off. Those did have thorns. Okay, good. Now, this. But the ones you left don't have thorns. Well, yeah. The ones that are growing back now from the root don't have any thorns as far as I can tell yet. Okay, well, they would have thorns coming out of the ground. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so you the must have the, the good good roots, the good uh, stock, the uh, okay. sign, we call it. Okay, well, that's good. So just leave it alone, let it continue to grow in yeah. that kind yeah. of haphazard fashion and yeah. don't trim yeah, it. Yeah, give it, give, it, give it some time. Okay. Uh, uh, it'll... Mine, mine did the same thing, and I'm kind of leaving the Myra lemon because it's, it's relatively compact. Now my viburnum are coming back, but they're coming back in these long shoots, and Tall I'm thinking shoots. there I'm going to do a little of the pruning of the ends to see if I because they're way at the top, kind of flopping Type over. Of yeah, yeah. So you kind of you want them to kind of build a little bit, but would you do, would you lemons, do that you know, to lemons. wait till spring? Next year, because if you cut it now and it initiates new growth, it's going to be more susceptible to freeze. Uh, could be. You got you got le- lemons. You don't have lemons on it. No, not this year. I mean, we have up until all. Yeah. Well, five, five six years past, we've had lemons yeah. every year, but February nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I, took I got, mine got, right. got some lemons on it, mm. uh, but I think I probably w- will. Do my viburnum, even though it'll stimulate some uh, lower lower growth. This stimulate fall. the lower growth, right? Okay. Yeah, but Jerry's worried about is we don't want the to, the tree to to uh, concentrate and get stimulate a whole bunch of growth because that is more susceptible to freeze damage than if it's okay if it just kind of hardens off. Okay, so, so that's why you suggest maybe wait till the spring, February. See what you February got. February and March, and yeah. trim it back then, especially some of the outer lying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. No, that's good. Don't go. Well, don't. Yeah. Don't go wild on the trimming back. Though. No, no, no. <laughs> you, you want. Okay. You want leaf surface and, and okay. some growth. Okay. And about how many years you think for to start producing lemons again? For next year. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, that's excellent. Yeah. Okay. Meyer, as Myers are amazing. Okay. Outstanding. You wow. got the best lemon. <laughs> well, I appreciate the uh, help, guys. And we'll right. leave it alone until February. Thanks, guys. Thanks, okay. man. Appreciate it. All right, 210-308-8867. And we have Mike on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Mike, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, not as well as I could be doing. Uh, Uh-oh. I got a, a never-ending saga of a fig tree. And just a few days ago, for whatever reason, my goofy horse pulled the fig tree completely out of the ground. Stripped, mm-hmm. I mean, every root is gone off of it. Now, the the trunk of the thing is still green, and it's even got a few green buds on it. And I was wondering if I stick that thing back in the ground, if it might reroot, and if there's something I could put on there to help it reroot. 
No. Go ahead and uh, stick it back in the ground. You might want to trim that. How tall did it grow before the horse? It's only it's only about four foot tall. Oh, okay. Yeah. You go ahead and uh, uh, cut any broken roots off and uh, put it back in the in the ground. I don't think you need to put any. What? What? Okay. Put it on a horse. Horse. I'll be done. <laughs> yeah, this, this horse hates trees, and she's killed peach trees, she killed avocado trees, she killed an orange tree, and then she finally got her hands on my fig tree. She walked around it, she got a rope pulled or wrapped around it, and then she walked off, just jerked it out of the ground. She's so, smart. <laughs> uh, why are you letting her in there with those trees? Well, I... I thought she was far enough away from it, but she fooled me. So, <laughs> She's pretty other than that, clever. Yeah, other than any, that, any, yeah. any horse that, that can wrap, horse, wrap the road rope around and pull the tree out is pretty, pretty damn smart. Oh, you'd think so. But, <laughs> but I, I'm going to stick this thing back in the ground, and if it reroots and comes back, I'll call and let you know. Okay. Thank it you. should. It should. They're, they're one of the easiest things to root of uh, yeah. all our plants. Yeah, you might not see any uh, sprouting or new growth until uh, next spring. Yeah, I figured that. So don't give up on it. And okay, keep, keep, thank you. Keep the, keep the uh, root area where you planted, planted it back moist. Not yeah. wet, but moist. Okay, thank you. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And the number for Wild Birds Unlimited at uh, Northwest Military and Hebner Road is 210-479-BIRD. That's really easy to remember, 210-479-BIRD. And if you're looking for ways to enjoy more nature in your yard, Wild Birds Unlimited at Northwest Military and Hebner Road is the way to do it. They'll help you determine what's uh, in town, what's migrating through, or how to establish a backyard that uh, will attract whatever bird you're looking for that uh, comes through San Antonio, whether it's hummingbirds or others. Uh, They've got the right feeds. They've got the right feeders. They've got houses. They've got everything you need, including uh, things that will help you enjoy the outdoors more, like tilly hats and binoculars. So go by and visit with them at uh, Northwest Military and Hebner Road. It's Wild Birds Unlimited, 210-479-BIRD. 210-479-BIRD. I think they've got sparrow paint still available. Oh, for your get your painted buntings? Yeah, right. Okay. So... uh, 
All you have to do is trap a sparrow. I was uh, get some of their sparrow paint, and you can have painted bunting. I was watching a movie the other day, and they were talking about that sparrows are mean. What? Said they were bullies. Is what? that accurate? Well, they're English, you know. What the? Well, they're, they're, you know, there's some <laughs> some Purple Martin publications also say that about English sparrows. Well, they're prejudiced. I have uh, <laughs> not had. There, there are a lot of them, and they're fast moving, and they're they're kind of aggressive. Uh, but it's a different. It's not a not a we're going to fight you aggressiveness. It's a it's a okay, move on, and I'll move in, and, okay. then they, and the martins come back, and the English sparrows move again, and then the martin don't dare leave, and the sparrows are back. It's not like uh, they just play in. Star, starlings are really pretty. Aggressive. I've, oh, seen, yeah. I've seen them actually fight and kill a female martin. Hmm. Wait a that, minute! That, You've uh, seen them kill a martin? Yeah, that that Damn is star. that is not very pleasant. It's yeah. kind of a <laughs> devastating. Luckily, it's only once I saw that. But uh, huh? And I I think I think I think just. Uh, Birds, like all all wildlife, they get huh? yeah they get caught up. You know they got these uh, instincts and they need to they need certain kind of uh, shelter and foods and things. And uh, as they work towards that, the, whatever's in the way, they have to deal with. Okay. There's uh there's our I think there's our, our I think you're right. And there's Trace. And uh, yeah, and that's funny. Who is that? Spock. That's Spock. Uh huh. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, you'll have to go vote. <laughs> All right, 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Yes, sir. I, I'm not believing those Martin people about the sparrows. Oh. Well, this was a starling person <laughs> that was talking <laughs> about this. A, it was this was uh, featured in the movie The Starling, <laughs> which is actually a good movie. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's uh, it's like on. Remember, it's Netflix now. Netflix or Amazon Prime? I can't Star- remember. Starlings aren't all bad, even though because they're they eat grubs and they uh, a lot of insects they eat, so they do some good. Remember those those Martin people. Are the ones that tear out the nest and abort the young of the sparrows. So, are you going to uh, believe them about what they? It's, do it's, it's somehow lo- loses. Uh, I lose my sympathy for them because we've <laughs> for twenty years we heard him about how many yeah. birds he shot with his beak. Yeah. sparrows. I think he's just trying to get in heaven and is worried there's going to be a sparrow there at the gate. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what you do? Oh, nothing. I spent the last 10 years talking, about 20 years talking about... Uh, we may, we may have to decide. What? I'm repenting. I see. Yeah, we may have to decide, Milton, if, when this uh, squad... The revenge squad of the sparrows comes getting. Mm-hmm. Are we going to help fight him off, or are we going to just let let him get what he deserves? In the yeah, I don't know. But they know I've taken up the 
the cross, so to speak. <laughs> Sparrows will have to make a big decision. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway, look what I got in the mail today. This Your Millburger Landscape and Nursery Newsletter. November. Okay. And uh, it's got some good questions and answers. I don't know whether Calvin and I wrote them, but uh, they sounded like something we would have written. Well, they have a. The uh, editor has a tendency to use pieces of mine and pieces of yeah. yours, and with some revisions. And a, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> uh, the first question uh, that's on that. Oh, uh, when should we move our bougainvilleas and hibiscus inside? Tropical, and the answer is tropical plants get damaged when temperatures fall below 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I always think of uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Watch the weather and shelter your vulnerable plants before temperatures drop below 40 degrees. To be safe, move your cold-sensitive plants to shelter Beginning in no, mid-November. End of November. <laughs> and, uh, that reminded me when I was in Panama visiting a banana plantation. They were talking about the tremendously cold winter that they had. They said it got down to 45 degrees. Mm-hmm. That was a cold winter for bananas. Hard to be sympathetic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, okay. Can I still plant broccoli in my winter vegetable garden? Absolutely. Most of the time, a broccoli won't freeze. Well, heck, we even plant it right up to, like, February. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure you can is the answer. It is best to get the cold crops in planted as quickly as possible to take advantage of production between Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I hope we've got uh, some more broccoli out here. This broccoli is one of the first things that sells out. Uh, spinach and onions can also be planted. Well, we think we're going to get our onions in maybe next month or late next month. Mm-hmm. But did y'all say he had spinach in? No. It's no. supposed to be. They're expecting spinach. Oh, okay. Transplants. Okay. I keep looking. It says, are those tough modern roses and old-fashioned... See, that that's you or I. And old-fashioned roses really easier to care for. And the answer is yes. The tough modern roses and old-fashioned roses are easier to care for. They don't need a weekly fungicide and insecticide spray. Spray. Pruning can be done on your own schedule, if at all. The roses described even rate as xeriscape plants. They bloom better with regular water, but survive without. That's why the the old-fashioned <laughs> roses uh, that we have around made it uh, for some a hundred years old. But uh, those are good questions. But uh, I have a problem. <laughs> the the fur on the front page 
the uh, under gardening expertise, uh, they mention or they have an article on sun patience, sun patience mm-hmm. for easy nonstop color in the sun. Now, I guess I'm kind of prejudiced against this because through my years here. We have been given or sent a tremendous number of co- of uh, impatience that would would do well in the sun. Oh, but uh, this one well, they say big big time. Look at that, Bill. Oh my goodness! Wow. Uh, anyway, uh, so there's. There's the front page information, and then the third page is completely full of information about sun patients. And uh, anyway, it I, I have, goes on I to the third page. Growing impatience in the sh- in the shade here. But you didn't have sun patients. No, but I didn't try. I certainly wouldn't try growing them in the sun. <laughs> Well, that's because you have a tried sun patient. And uh, they're on sale uh, this week. Sun patients are on sale with a mixed annuals. Quart part pot, regularly five ninety nine on sale uh, for four eighty eight if you just want to buy one Milton. Or two for eight dollars. Okay. Now that peaked my interest okay. all that on in, in our web in our newsletter so uh, I looked it up on the internet and you know the internet never lies mm-hmm. uh, it says sun patients are the first improved pay in patients that actually thrive in full sun Calvin actually thrive in full sun Sun patients grow fast and fill out in quickly thanks to their strong, durable root system. No. Okay. The root system doesn't uh, empower, empower. Oh, here's a sun patient, man. Uh, uh, growth and fill in quickly. Their sun patients are genetically uh, developed in cooperation with Indonesia. So they took an Indonesian uh, plant, uh, their native uh, impatience, and crossed it with our impatience and came up with this miraculous plant. Uh, it's they they if you look up some patients on the internet, it's got tons and tons of advertising by Cicada, the the ones that uh, developed it, and uh, it was commercially launched in two thousand six, hmm. and and at world recognized worldwide as one of the best performing flower annuals in its category. Especially Japan, Europe, and North and South America. So, uh, (laughs) gardening 
garden success has never been simpler with easy-to-plant, easy-to-grow sun patients. The thicker petals and tough foliage are less prone to disease, and their strong, sturdy stems tolerate high humidity and heat, rain, and adverse weather conditions. And this, this is the killer. It says, will critters, they look at, have some questions and answers. It says, will critters eat them? They look so yummy, but deer and rabbits, rabbits leave them alone. Hmm. Okay. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll have to try it. The, yeah. These are annual. All right, we got to take a break. Take a freeze. 210-308-8867. We'll get you caught up with the news and come right back with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas on The Answer. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. On 9.30 a.m., the answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And toll free, it's 866-308-8867. And Trace is on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? Good morning. Uh-oh. Oh, I'm getting walked. You're getting buzzed, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. Are those... Uh, yeah, are those regular? Petunia? Those are lower bush. Those are lower bush, yeah. That, oh, okay. They are blooming. Look at those guys. <laughs> Yeah, uh, when we first got them in, and I told people to come get them, the first blooms were small, like the mother, the VIP. Mm-hmm. But uh, as the blooms matured, they got bigger. Oh, okay, the first blooms on the plant. Yeah, small. Yeah. Okay. So it, it had me scared. Yeah, mine have not bloomed yet. I'm waiting, though. Okay. Yeah. Mine but, haven't either. Oh, you're seven either? Oh, okay. But they feel increased. a little better. But then once you're at the nursery, are they growing? Uh, yeah. They're okay. growing. Do you have them in the sun? Yeah. They're not full sun, but <laughs> they want sun, 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 sun. There's sun. your answer. Okay. There you go. Oh, and Calvin had a good question before we started the show. We can address this. Uh, he wanted to know he was having problems with his mums. They were, mm-hmm. yeah, remember he was. Mums should look horrible right now. They should look horrible? Most of them, yeah. Oh, okay. You talking about one you bought? or? Yeah, he said, oh, I buy them here, I buy them in the store, they look beautiful, I get them home, I plant them. So the first year is the worst year. Okay. So it's a perennial that most people throw away as soon as it finishes its bloom, but uh, they can be replanted in the in the ground where they get morning sun, afternoon shade. Okay. They'll rebloom every fall for you, and once they naturalize, the bloom is better and longer. Maybe, oh. not, maybe not quite as big a bloom, but uh, definitely a longer show. Okay, and I think Calvin was mentioning something about water. They like it drier. They don't want water I in their heads. I, I don't know where you're making this all. <laughs> no, you were talking to the man before yeah, the show. Yeah, but I, you, got, you got two stories mixed uh, up. Oh, so okay. so one question. The water was the palm trees. Oh, they oh don't, I, I heard mums. They don't <laughs> want water on their heads, Milton. Oh, okay. It makes but, the blooms oh. go bad faster. I okay. was also also talking about uh, mums. Uh, mums are uh, probably do better in the long term in a 
colder winter place, and they don't have to fight the summer yeah. like they do here. Yeah. And then they hear, too, another thing is they will try to bloom in the spring. They will. They will, and yes. Then we, and then we, I have a tendency just to let them bloom. And, uh, but they, uh, even, even uh, central U.S., I think they do mm-hmm. uh, right. a lot better. Hey, we got a couple calls on the line, so Trace, hang with us a sec. Jim is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Jim, what's going on? Hey, I've got a Myers Lemon question for you. Okay. Last, uh, last uh, well, during the freeze, I had covered up our, our tree. Our tree had been a, a big producer and about uh, eight feet tall. But uh, it died in the freeze. I had covered it and put heat lamps underneath and all, but that that still didn't uh, did not work. So um, I cut and chopped down the uh, the central portion of it. I, I cut it off. Probably left about it uh, two and a half feet tall. And uh, by golly, and I wasn't expecting anything to come out. And I've had a lot of shoots that have come out around the the base of the tree and i initially took all of them off but a single one so i had one tall leader and that leader is about uh, seven feet tall right now just in this year and uh, then there's a, a bunch of others that are that are coming up i'm wondering uh, what should i do about them what was what kind of plant it's a, was it's it? a lemon uh, the unfortunate it's thing is you don't have a lemon anymore so the growth That's came from below a graft. So you're going yeah. to, I bet you have some big thorns on it, or you have trifoliata, one of the, the two is from the root system. Very few oranges. I do have uh, some big thorns. What? Go ahead. I do have some big thorns, yes. Oh, yeah. All right, so you know, you do no longer have a lemon tree. You have a no-good orange tree. Sour orange, yeah. Well, you can make jelly. <laughs> Everything's better with butter and brown sugar. There you go. Uh, so realistically, I would either be cutting it down or start learning about grafting and graft uh, a lemon back onto it. And Jerry shaking his okay. head, don't bother. Okay. No. So do you, do you understand what they're saying? They're saying that the that you got the rootstock that uh, sprouted. Right. Rather than the uh, desirable top, and they recognize it by the leaves and those big thorns. Right, right. Okay. Well, I'll uh, get out there and I'll rip it out. I'll get my uh, pickaxe out and just kind of pull it out by the (laughs) by the base. Yeah, Trace, where can he get a replacement for that? Uh, About twenty feet away from me, there's a bunch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Brought up but, a lot more but the right the right answer in the long run is don't plant another lemon back in the ground. Grow grow lemons oh, in really? a pot and move them in and out. Okay. So the, a lot of the citrus is tropical, and uh, it's not a matter of if we get cold enough to kill it is when. So somebody okay. up here wrote a good article on PlantAnswers.com about patio citrus. Who? Thank you, Calvin. Okay. And uh, okay. if you read that and follow it, you're going to be pretty darn successful. The okay. second you deviate from right. it, you may not be quite as successful. Right, right. All right, I can I can do that. Thank you very much. I appreciate okay. it. All right, good luck. All right, thanks, man. Come uh, on in and one. You. Take a look at these. 
All right. They're on sale, too, I think. 210-308-8867. David is on the line. Got a question about perennial winter rye. Hi there, David. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty good, pretty good. I had called about maybe three or four weeks ago, told the guys I was going to plant some uh, perennial winter rye. I got it uh, Douglas King seed here in San Antonio. Good. And um, I planted it in two yards. One yard, I planted it, came up pretty quick, looks good. It's nice and thick now. Got to mow it every four days, but I love it. It looks good. All right, the other yard uh, that I did, it's a, it's a yard that has a large Texas uh, red oak uh, on the front yard. And grass has really not grown for the last number of years because of, I think it's because of the, the heavy shade. It does have some of... Uh, Bermuda and St. Augustine around the uh, outskirts underneath the, um, uh, beyond the, the branch spread. But underneath has pretty much been a, a, a just a bare dirt area. So there, I did rough up the soil. I did plant the, uh, sow in the seed, you know, with the very light like I did the last house. And it kind of comes up kind of real sparsely, real thin. And I reseeded it again. Same thing. I've watered it, you know. So what I'm thinking of doing, maybe I need to do is is maybe remove like a, an inch layer of soil, maybe an inch or so layer of soil. I could take that and spread it out around the fence in the backyard and everything, but but bring in a, a, a you know like an inch of topsoil, just topsoil, smooth it out, nice and neat, and and, and you know try seeding again. I mean, what are your thoughts? Ryegrass will grow on cement if you water it good enough. Well, the annual will. I've done that with the annual winter rye, and that's done it. But this perennial might be a little different no no not really it does take longer for germination and i'm sure the spottiness has to do with the lighting as well as uh, if you put it out in the middle of the day a lot of times the birds will find it and pretend it's very expensive bird food but yeah. you said it was shady too didn't you yeah that's right. yes that's, uh, why, that's why it's coming up sparsely yeah, yeah. uh wait till you know that well, this is the fall of the year and guess what's going to happen to those leaves on that tree? They're going to oh, fall yeah. off. And so you wait till they fall off, and I bet you the grass that you've already sown under there will get better. Yeah, your two inches of uh, soil exchange is not going to be a factor. No, don't, don't worry about doing that. Just a lot of okay. work. You might need the exercise, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, guys, you just saved me a whole uh, weekend there. Cause, uh, there you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we, we've got some uh, neat projects you could work on if you need that. Uh. No, I'm right. going to get your, your, your poly edging and, and put new uh, new uh, new flower beds down and, and, you know, take up some of that shade okay. area. I plan to do that. But, uh, all right, guys, I appreciate it. That's, Thank I'm you, gonna try it. All right, good luck on your project. You take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. A great time to get in at 210-308-8867. Calvin says it is this week in the garden. It's time to, you can still fertilize your lawn with winterizer fertilizer, which is on sale. Hmm. <laughs> 3-1-2 ratio. Now, that's not the analysis. That's the ratio. Right, but how do, how will they know what what to ask for, Milton? Winter. Winterizer. Winterizer. There you go. We're getting smart on this stuff. Right? I think so. Yes. <laughs> the nitrogen should be a fast release source. 
So the impact would include enhancing the lawn's cold tolerance and speeding up the greening of the lawn in the spring, which is applied now. And the lawn has to be still growing so it can uptake the fertilizer. Yeah, and that's what Jerry and I are every weekend we're kind of debating is it still is there still time to put the winterizer on and so far there is it is because mm-hmm. the weather's mild the grasses are growing uh even the uh bermuda grass is still growing out there yeah uh, but at at some point well, they, you know the gra- grass will quit quit growing aggressively and then it'll be kind of a time to, to stop fertilizing yeah for when you go from mowing your lawn once a week to mowing your lawn every three weeks you're you're in the the grass is slowed down it's growing and in fact my son wanted to mow my grass uh yesterday or oh, this week and uh it's it's about it's getting about right for saint augustine hmm. ice wise but I was very concerned, very concerned, Melvin, mm-hmm. Calvin, about my horse herb. Oh. It has come back. It looks great. hair on a dog's back. It looks really good. And I'm worried that it's going to crowd my annual bluegrass out. That would be a, that would be a disaster. Oh. Evelyn's laughing at you now. <laughs> Yeah, we we're on the radio. Did you want to come on and ask your question on the air? Yes, you do. I can tell by the look in her eyes. All righty. You're, you just grab that. You'll be on the air. What's going on? How can we help you? I have a Myers lemon tree that's Uh-oh. been growing in a pot. Yeah. And she's about this tall. And, of course, over the winter she froze. So I cut back all the dead stuff, like, right to the to the main okay. stem. And then, miraculously, I got three more. It's a miracle. Yeah, roots coming out. (laughs) And now, like I said, she's about that tall. She's got three main um, trunks, and she's blossoming out at the top. What do the trunks look like? Do they have thorns or? Yes, thorns and leaves all the way up. And they, they come out of the ground rather than? Yes. Kind of from where the original trunk was, yeah. they came up, and I want to put it in the ground. No, well, we generally don't recommend that with Meyer lemon because they're cold, cold sensitive. It's easier to to uh, protect them when they're in a container. I tried last winter; that didn't work. Yeah, well, the the, the problem is I don't think your uh, I think your Meyer lemon is no longer a Meyer lemon. It's a root it's a rootstock. And uh, whether it's sour orange or is there, are the leaves big leaves or are they little trifoliate leaves? Some are the the triple leaves, but some look like the like the leaves that were on it before. Okay, it's kind well, of a mix. Uh, yeah, well, you might you might have both rootstock and the top, but I think you probably got rootstock if they came from the ground. If it got thorns on it, you got the rootstock. Okay. Now, one thing, if you'd have planted a male tree instead of that female uh, tree that you had, probably been okay. 
he's making that up. Yeah. Because it's tougher. Males are tougher than the females. He's, he's picking on you because you called it. You said her. Okay. But she did one. But that's yeah. okay. Just stand your ground. You're okay. Meyer lemons are pretty outstanding, but they are cold sensitive. And so we, we have a tendency to recommend that they be grown in a container. A lot of people will actually move the container to protection. But otherwise, the container also limits their growth, and so it's easier to cover them and have a heat source, and they have a tendency to survive. But it's, it's, it's uh, sounds like a lot of a lot of them were, were killed in the freeze, and it sounds like yours was too. Now there are, uh, including here, a va- new new ones available, but. Uh, I think yours yours is a rootstock, and you'll you'll not end up with any Meyer lemon fruit anymore. Oh, so it won't fruit at all now. No, unless you get sour orange. But I think it, I think it sounds like it's trifoliate. Well, in the compost bin it goes then. There you go. Okay. And, and we've got male and female <laughs> over here. <laughs> I'll get the female because they're yeah, trifoliate. Yeah, exactly. Look on the tag. And it'll Every have. plant in his yard is named Fred. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> So. Thank you, gentlemen. You bet. Thank you. All right. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing fine. I'm sorry to do this to y'all, but I got another Meyer lemon question. That's okay. That's interesting. We're getting a lot of them today. Yeah, my Meyer lemon tree that I've had this one for many, many years in a container, and I know it's very root-bound, but it's loaded with fruit. And they're not real big, and it's probably, or I'm thinking anyway, due to it being in too small a container. My question is, if I want to step it up, when do I do it, and what is the ideal size to put this in? I'm going to keep it as a patio plant. The reason the fruit is small is because you've got so many fruit on the tree. Okay, yes, you're correct. You can you can thin the fruit, and uh, you want you probably do all right even if you don't repot it uh you want to re- put it in a pot it's in a whiskey barrel now a size container or what is it in no i hate to tell you this it's probably at best in a 10 gallon pot oh well, you got lots of room <laughs> you could double the size of that thing yeah. and still that's what you need. yeah that's what yeah. i'm saying i want to step it up i don't want to go too big but i want to you know help it out a little bit so what would okay. you recommend if i step it up and when do that in do that in february march okay okay uh and because uh, you can keep it in your smaller container so you can protect it this winter i have good good luck in uh, half whiskey barrels yeah. Half whiskey barrel. Okay. Uh, now, are, the, uh, are the plastic ones we see? Yeah, I, I I haven't tried the plastic, but that's where, where oh, I'll go yeah. next. I grew all my citrus in the plastic. Did you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm growing I'm growing my tomatoes in those plastic uh, faux whiskey barrels. Yeah, doing quite well. well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you say thin the fruit, this thing's probably got about, while well, I was on hold, 30 to 40 limes or lemons on it. Is it yeah. too late? too late to thin them now because some of them look kind of black spotted not too many maybe a half dozen I, that i take those i think off. it's too late yeah it's yeah too late. i start start yeah start harvesting those as you can use them but it's not going to okay. be uh it's not going to translate into bigger fruit probably no okay they're barely starting to turn a little bit uh, a few of okay. them so 
Can they That's still good. be used if I if I cut them now? Are they oh, still yeah. ripe enough? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well then, I'll, cut, I'll remove some today then. Well, well, okay, but now you understand we're not saying that that's going to increase the size of the fruit that's on that now. Sure, but I can use them now. Yeah, they're yeah, edible yeah. now. It's, oh, they're edible, yeah. Okay, all right, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Bye, thanks Jan. for calling. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210 308 8867. We have more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM. The answer. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. Like a Mr. Shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. 210-308. 8867. Sharon is on the line at 210-308-8867. And uh, toll free, of course, 866-308-8867. Hi, Sharon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. Good. What's going uh, on? I am curious. Is a uh, uh, Arctic frost tangerine on its own loop? Is a what now? You broke up right as you were giving us the tangerine. Oh, on its own roots. On its own roots. A few are, yeah. A few are. How do I know? How do I know? When did you get it? Uh, How long ago did you? uh, It's about. uh, Let's see. It's about two years old. Two years? Yeah. Maybe, yeah, about two or three, two or three years old. I probably I got it. it. I think I got it through uh, some of your, uh, through Rob. I think it's probably on its own rootstock then. Yeah. They're new ones. Don't, don't Some of the new ones are on a, or that the last of the. Yeah. There's no well, more on their own yeah. rootstock. So, well, let yeah. me tell you. I, Sharon, uh, you're going in, I, in and out, in and out. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I planted these a year. Let's see. It'd be two years ago. November, come November. They're but probably then last, yeah. They're they're probably on their own rootstock then. Okay. It it appeared that it froze when we had the freeze in February. Okay. But I was cleaning out some other stuff that I had planted around it. I didn't pull it. I just left it there. The stick was there and a, you know, dead thing. I'm cleaning out and this week I discovered it has a uh, rope coming wow. up out of it, about three foot tall and it's okay. right at the very base of the tree. Okay. So you think it's on its own roof? Yep. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well now my I had an orange and a grapefruit which I got from a friend, okay? And they both come back. But, okay, um, did did uh did your friend grow them from a seed or or what? I don't think so. Because he I think he got it from cuz he knows where the mother plant was 
and how did they propagate it? I don't know for sure, but probably by study. So, so did it, did it freeze back and then it sprouted no, again too? They, no, they made it. They came right back on their own. Okay. And uh, but one now one I had another orange that uh, that I got at the same time. I had two of them. One I put in the ground and one I left in pot. One of each. The uh, grapefruit come right back, but the the orange that was in the pot froze. But it has come back since. So long, several months later, it came back. Okay. Well, like I said, if, if they were grown from seed or cutting and they came back, they'll be, they'll be correct. They'll be the okay. same fruit that you had. Whether they had um, the thorns or not, are they yeah, yes. still juvenile? Uh, are they just juvenile? When, the ones juvenile. that have thorns. Yeah, they're, they're still juvenile. juvenile? Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, now, if they had come back from the rootstock, would the leaf look different? Would it have a different kind of leaf? Some of, some of them, like the orange, there's at least two different kinds of rootstock that they'd have. They could have trifoliate or sour orange. Uh, you remember Steve Brown when he grew his by seed? He had he, for the first three or four years he had that thorn thorny mm. growth, yeah. and then it started producing yeah, fruit. Yeah. yeah, but that, that's why we're kind of hesitating here because it, it depends on the the history and how it was grown. Yeah, so it's just kind of wait and see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I had a a uh, another tangerine. Uh, what is that other one? Uh, Chainsaw. That, no. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Anyway, it was in a pot also, and it came it came back, but it definitely came back from the rootstock because it has a completely. Um, it was a tangerine, but it came back. Uh, completely different type roots, uh, leaves. It's a little okay. tiny leaf. Yeah, That's why and I, are, there, are there three leaflets? Yeah. Okay, it's uh, uh, trifolia. But they're little tiny. Yeah. So. so. Well, uh, that's that's not going to produce a good fruit. Oh no, I know it won't. It's okay. it's, it's there if somebody wanted to graft it <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it looks like you got some to come back right. Okay. Well, then I can go ahead and take care of this. I was afraid it might that it would come back. It was, you know, come back like an orange or a uh, tangerine rootstock that wasn't uh, trifolar. Right. Okay. Well, I'll just wait then and take care of it. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. You Thank you, Sharon. Thanks, Sharon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You Bye-bye. take care. That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. What else is going on, guys? Don't forget, we've got the blood drive today till 2, so still some time to be I'm, a part of that. And, I uh, mentioned roasted corn all weekend. I mentioned that I uh, harvested greens Yeah. for the first time, cooked them up, 
I didn't have any bacon. What? So I had to eat it without bacon, but I had uh, mm-hmm. onions from the garden. Is that from, legal? <laughs> and, Did you uh, have salt pork? No, I didn't. I had uh, oh man, hot sauce and onion and uh, <laughs> several different kinds of greens, including the chard and the kale. And uh, um, Did you have butter? I did have butter, yes. All right. Yeah. That was um, close. Gosh, That's better than nothing. Gosh, it was good. Um, <laughs> and, one, and once those, those greens, like chard and uh, kale, start that growth, I mean, mm-hmm. get the full sun. They, they produce a lot, a lot of greens. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. You can feed uh, oh, a, a, a large, several large families with a few yeah. plants. In Tennessee, the, in the winter, everybody plants... Uh, Greens, uh, I mustard or mustard greens, yeah, and and so I always wonder, what in the hell? I mean, when they first plant them, you know they're young and little, but if you leave them in there a month or so, and I don't even think you have to fertilize them, they get extremely large and extremely full of vegetation, so. Uh, <laughs> I would go by there and said, "What in the hell are they doing with all those green?" And that uh, the the weather, the being the way it is, uh, relatively cool weather these last uh, week, ten days. Uh, it's been really mild, tasty greens too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it, and it was this morning when I left to see if I was going to wear a short sleeve shirt or a long sleeve shirt. I looked at the thermometer, and it was high 60s in my backyard mm-hmm. when I left at 10, or 10, 15. But uh, it's cool, and, uh, of course, this is every that, tomato, every bloom, tomato bloom will set during this temperature. It's uh, especially cool at night. Yeah. No, yeah. That so, makes a difference. So that, but with this cool weather... On the tomatoes, guess what that does? Slow the ripening. Yeah, in into the kitchen. Turn red. The yeah. kitchen cabinet, it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially on the big fruit. Now, I don't, I don't know if we've ever done a study on the, <laughs> how much it slows the the cherry tomatoes down. You know, they're smaller. Yeah. So, but I'd be that would be hard to uh, evaluate. But I, I notice uh, they seem like they're not producing as much <laughs> cherry tomatoes right yeah. now as they were. They were going wild. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like uh, who's the guy that sends us? Uh, uh, Billy sends us all the tomato pictures. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be slowing down sending his picturesque uh, arrangement of our ruby crush. <laughs> but uh, I think they've done well for everybody. Yeah, they yeah. have. They even Spy- did, did red for Greg Grant when I sent him some ruby crush up there. Oh, wow. A couple of weeks ago. Even Greg Grant can grow them? Even Greg Grant can grow them. Wow, that's surprising. <laughs> I sent him an older plant that I found in the greenhouse, and uh, they already had fruit on them. Hmm. And he, oh, wow. he he was laughing, saying, 
that as he was loading the tomato plants, he was going to, he was not going to be able to say they didn't set fruit because <laughs> they are, yeah. he's picking fruit, even as he's putting them in the car. <laughs> That's nice. So you make, let him think that he can do a good job with the gardening yeah. like that by giving him that. Well, they have trouble up there uh, around Lufkin and Nacogdoches with large fruited tomatoes. Because I mean, because they don't have time. By the time they get a transplant and it sets fruit, the weather turns cool. So and what about the other they way? Sell, can do, can they seldom they seldom get a, a red ripe fruit in the fall. But uh, he, oh, he, wow. he's getting the cherry tomato, especially Ruby Crush. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And Calvin gives a good tip on something I should uh, follow. He says prune down hackberry, chinaberry, mulberry, and other unwanted seedlings. Now, how can you tell, say, your unwanted seedlings is going to get in a... Uh, Let's say in a in a hedge. How are you going to tell it apart from the hedge? Because at this time of the year, so, um, they hold their green leaves mm, big time. Yeah, some of them are, are real easy to tell them oh, apart. Yeah. Others can be a little. Yeah, and some, sometimes you uh, only recognize that you got a. Hackberry in there when the leaves fall off everything. No, yeah, well that's true. The hedge too, <laughs> but uh, but it's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had an interesting in a response to the article today. Uh, it, it goes on the uh, internet for the Express News er- earlier than it goes into the paper. Mm-hmm. But I had somebody I uh, had stated that the uh, live oak is probably the the premier. A ve- um, shade tree, you know, in terms of value. And you were right. And, but a one one gardener reacted by saying that that I uh, overstated the the desirability of it because the the those little the suckers drove him crazy, and they were hard to control. No, they're not. A, you don't a, want to control them, guys. That's the first uh, first time I've had. <laughs> I've, well, we've had that reaction. How do we control them? But we've yeah. hardly ever had it. Say <laughs> where they say, well, I don't like live oaks because they got. <laughs> well, they don't come up under every tree. That's, that's right. Why, why we can't figure out what they're, what causes? Uh, they're unpredictable. Yeah, but I I I use pine as a ground cover. Uh, in other words, they come up in the middle of the yard, and I mow them when I mow the grass. And uh, they have those little leaves on them when they, when you mow them off. And uh, from a distance, it looked like grass. Well, this this guy this guy uh, was obviously knew the plant and knew that it was connected to the main mm-hmm. the, the parent roots and everything, but it just irritated the heck out of them at those those things kept coming back up on the same plants all the time. He, he just he wanted the formula to control those suckers. Give them our motto. Right, Milton? 
Learn to love them. Oh, that's if your, you that's your new If mind. you can't beat them, learn to love them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's also a, an odd expression coming from him. He learned to love him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've learned to lo- love my horse, sir. Yeah. And I hope our lady, horse, sir, lady. He even learned to love them low-flying birds. <laughs> <laughs> she... I don't think she's learned to love a horse herd. No, I think uh, I think Evelyn wants to get rid of woman, that. But she wants to get rid well, of that. Well, I'm I'm surprised, based on Evelyn's reaction to Jerry and his proposition. <laughs> I'm surprised she's even talking to him. Yeah, right I know. I thought she she's was a guessing. very forgiving woman. Uh, yeah. I know. So, but right. she hadn't learned to love her. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight. 8867-210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. 1604 and Bull Road on 930 AM the answer. Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, the holiday weekend edition. There's lots of cool costumes around here, Trace. And I need y'all's help. Uh-oh. Vote why? 13 because we've got it out here bribing votes with balloons. Oh. You're going to go to that now. You're going to yes. accuse the election of being rigged, huh? Uh, no. Just <laughs> bribing is uh, oh, okay. Is actually acceptable in Millburgers. Oh, okay, time, cool. So. <laughs> During the Halloween contest? Yes, only. Okay. And you don't have to vote for the winning thing to uh, win That's as true. a uh, yeah. customer. All right. We did see you. We see saw you. Yeah, we saw uh, you and Peter staff together. person with your outfit on. <laughs> and and uh, the other outfit, too. <laughs> did you say you're going to get spinach in this next week or... You haven't gotten it in yet? I haven't gotten it in yet. I got. I think I got Malabar spinach in. Good Lord, that'll freeze. Yeah, but if they grow it in a hanging basket, they can move it in and out. Okay. And it's, and it's pretty, too. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty. And it vines, and it climbs right up that pole you put it next to, and if you never take any of the leaves off to eat them, it just keeps growing, and then, then it blooms, which is my case. I bought it this summer. <laughs> I really liked it, though. It just climbs straight up a pole. I, was, I wasn't even trying to do it. Why don't you eat it, Milton? I don't know. It looks so pretty. I didn't want to eat it. That's the whole idea of Malabar spending. If you pinch on it, it gets even prettier. Yeah. I know. It's too late now. now. But no, I can get some more. Ask Jerry. Any stevia yet? Uh, yeah, actually, Jerry doesn't need it. Actually, we got Stevie last week, and I forgot to tell you. I don't know if it's Oh, no, it's great. Okay, cool. I have to get some. It's in the herbs. Yes. Where are the herbs now? Over where, here? Where the big post says herbs. I know. Where I can't <laughs> see nothing now. I'll put my glasses on. The, the herbs. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's, it's oh, okay. face the other way. Where H-E-R. Yeah, there you go. Okay. The table with this marked her. <laughs> table with the what? Her. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. You know, Jerry was uh, raised by an herb. Yeah. That's herb Parsons. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it does. It explains a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> cool. I'll have to get some stevia then. That'll be fun. All right. Oh, got stevia? Well, we, huh? we got it in. I don't know if it's Oh, no. What do you do with it, Melon? You grow it. Yeah. And then Laura picks the leaves off of it, and she 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. She dries oh, them a little bit, oh. and then she uh, uses it for a sweetener or what? Yeah, use it for a sweetener. And then you uh, there's recipes on all over the internet, and you boil it to make like a, a little liquid, and you keep the liquid and use it as, as the uh, oh. as a sweetener. Oh, let's see. What are you doing? Well, I was just comparing that to taking my sweetener and ripping the top. I was That's thinking okay. of that too, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin if right. you're on a Thank diet, you. yeah, <laughs> if you're on diet, you can't have that kind of sugar. You can have stevia. stevia. Uh, yeah. Well, stevia has no glycemic or index. Mung or mung fruit or something. Yeah, mung fruit is supposed to be good too. Uh, Do you ever check into that sugar ice? The yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, primary, primarily urethritol, which, uh, yeah, and it looks like they had, the, which I think also has no glycemic index, but that one I'm not sure of. I know the stevia. The stevia is good. That's a lemonade. Man, it's good. Okay. I know you're just having. I go back to that. My mother never put grass or leaves in uh, my food. That's okay. I haven't ever gotten over it. I'll have to make you some stevia sweetened tea and bring it there in. There you go. See you. You'll and I'll bring some of my sweetened loaves that I can mm, put in there. And make okay. it sweet. Oh no, it makes it sweet. It is like twenty or thirty or some I, gazillion times ba- sweeter than I'm sugar. I'm still back on the grass thing. So you never had chives in your big yeah chives. No, no. Uh, You're missing out. She never. Well, I like it now. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe saying, you'd like stevia. My old mama never did that. We're getting a lot of Meyer lemon calls. Even after you left, we got like two or three more Meyer lemon calls. Yeah, like three or four in a row. Is it like, yeah. I don't know if it's were, just a good they, topic or somehow they're seeing them. Were they good oh, calls or were they like the one where we had to give the guy a bad news? No, they were some. Uh, see, out of the four, we had one that was obviously rootstock, and then the other three were sounded like they were uh, recoveries. Now, yeah. do, you, do you have. Uh, did you say you had Meyer lemon on uh, that uh, uh, trifolded rootstock? I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I also have it on the flying dragon rootstock. I mean flying dragon. I'm sorry. Flying dragon. Uh, I, I could double check it, but I'm pretty sure. That would be a neat plant because the flying dragon is supposed to dwarf it a little bit. Easier to grow there, a pot. There so, goes Peter. Yeah, Peter both, Jr. Yeah, both of them. <laughs> So, um, so if you put it in a container, <laughs> it would stay smaller, I would assume. Yeah. Easier to manage. How hard is it to graft? If you Forget it, the, If you look at the Internet, it looks pretty darn simple, but I know it's not. You can't okay. do it, man. All right, but could other people do it? Yes. Yeah, and how difficult would it be? What's your skill level have to be to graft well? Well, on citrus. One to ten? Yeah, ten being, I, ten being an expert, one being I don't know what I'm doing. One. Really, you can graft it a one. <laughs> You're not that one is. I don't know what I'm doing, right? Yeah, but can you graft without at you? I thought you asked that. I want to know how skilled you have to be in order to graft successfully. You can't do it, man. I understand. <laughs> okay, move on. There's he a, meant to say ten or eleven, Milton. Oh, no, you really have to be good at it. That's to, what he meant to say. Oh, okay. Well, but I know that you like to experiment, and uh, I'll put money on it. You oh, can watch man. enough YouTube videos, you can probably okay. get something to work. <laughs> I still have to do my Sinisa. It may be too late for that now that yes, it's... Yes, it's too late. We, uh, we're on plantanswers.com under propagation. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to one called Approach Grafting. Yeah, you were talking about that the other day. And what you can do 
may, if you have some of that rootstock coming up, uh, next spring, uh, you might want to get your tree now, whether it be a lemon or a satsuma or whatever, buy one of these trees over here, larger trees, and uh, next next spring, uh, uh, March or April, use an approach graft where you put the uh, the the plant that you buy over here will be a sign, mm-hmm. and you put it next to that rootstock that's come up. Scratch where they're joined. Scratch the uh, inside of where they're joined, where you got scratch on scratch. Okay. And you can approach graft it with that variety. How do you know if you're successful? You wait uh, six weeks, four to six weeks. Okay. And cut it loose from the uh, mother plant. In other words, there's one still attached to the plant that you bought. And when you cut it loose, it'll it'll be on... If it's if it's taken, it'll stay alive. So you got to cut the good one away from the the, the root graft yeah. on the bottom, not the top. Uh. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. That seemed odd. <laughs> Every six Thank weeks, you, I'm Patty. cutting this thing. It's uh, Thank you, and it never seems to grow. It sure sounds like it's something you could handle. Uh, it might be the approach graft. Sounds easy, not easy, but it's, doable. It's got uh, pictures. And the neat thing about that, if you don't, if it doesn't take that time, you still got your tree. Yeah, you got. And the, you can try again. Yeah. You can ask Laura to help. Yeah, Laura can do it. But, uh, <laughs> the other woman that was here was talking about doing. Her, she wanted to. Was she going to have to graft now? And it was. Yeah. That's simple. But I couldn't tell how easy it was. <laughs> and uh, I tell the story of Dr. Laura Shreve, who kind of introduced that to Texas. He's from Kansas. We went to school together up there. But uh, uh, he's actually put the, let's say he can't, I don't suggest this, but let's say he can't afford one of uh, Milberger's trees over here, even though they're on sale. Uh, they, you, he took a stem, just a cutting, off of the tree, put it in water, bottle of water, and approach grafted it to the sign that away, to the rootstock that away, in a in a bottle of water. Now he had to change the water in it, like you do in the cut flowers, about every uh, three to four days to keep that cutting alive, but it worked. Hmm. Stick with the first one, Milton. Yeah, the yeah. first one sounds the first more my, my style. Because you get what Jerry's banking on. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We've got about three or four minutes, Trace. You want to talk a little bit about what else was going on here? What are we doing tomorrow? Well, let's see. We're, we're wrapping up the blood drive. Uh, yeah, today here. Uh, we still got roasted corn tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I got to get right. up awfully early to go get that corn. You gonna go get more uh, corn tomorrow? Yeah, it's fresh. Get, always fresh from the store. Yes, sir. And then, okay. um, so we're doing the donations. So it's three dollar to buy a ticket. You can donate more, and all that money is going to the American Cancer Society. Mm-hmm. Um, Where do you get that corn out of Florida or Mexico? H E B. 
quick. <laughs> you got to order it. Ten cases. Of, oh, my goodness. going to have it oh, one yeah. throw. So it's beautiful. Tomorrow we got eight cases coming. I think they would deliver it for. Well, they might, but then I couldn't count on getting here on time. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, want, you want it done right? Do it yourself? Is uh, that the, yeah. Okay. Beautiful corn. Yeah, so we got that. Uh, the costume contest, which it's is still, fun, yep, and we'll, we'll see on. different costumes tomorrow. On, Possibly, on some people. I'll be the same. And okay. I'll bring my insulin back. All right, you didn't even you did you did real well. You didn't try the corn today. Well, he's not done. And no, that's no, <laughs> right. The day's still. Yeah, I may get it on the way out. Okay, and Calvin tasted it today. You're going to try some tomorrow too, just to make sure. I don't know. The corn is consistent. I have did anybody give y'all tickets? Huh? Did anybody give y'all tickets? No, no, they just no. took our money. No, <laughs> that's okay. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm standing by you, man. Right. We're corn free. Corn I support, free. I support our farmers. You know, that's I know why you I buy that corn. I know I shouldn't. Calvin supports those rutabaga so- farmers. He's behind those rutabaga. <laughs> and the jack o' lanterns made from rutabagas. There you go. And we still have lots of pumpkins, but you you, you might want to come today. Right. They're. Uh, it's dwindling, but we still got a good yeah. supply. Corn stalks. Yeah. Um, everybody right. wanted them. We finally got them in, and they're still here. Okay. And deer antlers. Yeah, he was, he, he, he was excited by those deer antlers. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Can you it. grow anything on the deer antlers? <laughs> I, I imagine you could do fig ivy. Oh. Well, there you go. But that's if you're looking for that uh, that last-minute touch for your Halloween decorations, that would fit. Oh. And it's also great stocking stuffer if you can get it into the stocking. <laughs> can you do bromeliads on, on deer antlers? Uh, probably, if you get to the coarse part of the... Yeah, probably. Okay, I was just thinking, because I see them on the uh, the limbs. Then. And you, if you're a hunter and you paid a lot for a, a lease and you don't get a deer, you can just come, come here, buy some deer antlers, nobody will ever be the wise. Okay, man, every bit of your advice has that nobody will be the wiser so there part you go. of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. one of your employees following the train. Yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling there's a kiddo on there. They're both not working today. Oh, yeah. okay. They're just enjoying today. All right. We, we will be back tomorrow at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. You come visit with us. Uh, and there's lots to get. You're gonna. Right, did you get your fax machine? No. Oh, fudge. Well, I have it. This doesn't work. I know. Okay. All right. We'll say goodbye for today, but uh, we want to thank Al for doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. And, of course, as always, thank you for listening. Join us tomorrow for more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas right here at Millburgers Landscape and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road. And listen on 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.